Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the Ships of Chaos. Hello, everyone. This is Johnny. And I'm Jess. How was your weekend? Or how was your week? It's been good so far, actually. I've worked every day from 7.30 to 4.30. So I've had the afternoons afternoons to do stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent $500 in one day. (laughs) It's easy. Scary how easy it is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I fixed my bumper on my car by myself that's cool was it well explain the process what happened what'd you have to do well it was the the like the metal the 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 rubber bumper on the underside of my car was falling off so I bought a five dollar bag of zip ties and just zip tied it back on (laughs) hey whatever works I just crawled under my car and just slipped the zip zip tied it up that's cool (laughs) so and I'm proud of myself for fixing it myself. I'm proud of you. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So how was your week, Jess? Uh, better than last week, for sure. Oh, yeah, awesome. This whole week has been so much better than last week. Yeah, I think there was something wrong with, like, the planets. I'm sure they were, like, aligned a certain way and fucking everything up for everyone. Yeah. It was just a terrible week. But this week's been pretty good. So, Jess, how about our recap? Wait, we have news before we get to the recap. Okay. You guys, Ships of Chaos hit a tiny little milestone of 500 downloads, listens. Yeah, this People morning it was at 5.05, yeah. Yeah, we surpassed 500. So That, that is awesome. Thank you, guys. Listens. I know. Thank you guys for listening. I didn't think, you know, what... I don't know. We're just here having fun. So for 500 people to have listened, 500 plays, and it's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Yes, we do. And we appreciate Hyper Illinois for letting us read this story. Mm -hmm. And she comments every week. Yeah. So she she posted a a nice little gift this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) We take it all in stride. Yep, absolutely. Um, I've actually been helping her edit another story that she has. It's like a four-parter called Whispers Through the Dark. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to read that. Yeah, so I think she has part one posted. I just edited chapter two for her. It is so good. It's so sweet. She's just an amazing author just love her so much (laughs) like I said I have such this huge appreciation for Mm -hmm. fan fiction writers I'm one too and I know I need to get chapter four uh, chapter 15 to you yeah but they write so much and they don't get paid for it Mm -hmm. it's just a passion and you can tell they're passionate about it yeah so so how about that recap okay let's recap so chapter uh, last episode was chapter seven, part two. 
something about a melody in the forest or something, something pretty. <laughs> um, I have to look it up now. It's melody. Melody of belonging. Oh, I had part of it. So um, they wake up from their puppy pile nap and Gerard's awake and he starts like being an a-hole. Being just a little bit of an a-hole. Being just Gerard, truly, just who he is. And um, get something coming to him. Yeah, they have like a confrontation. Derek's getting angry, Cora's getting mad, and Styles kicks him, punches yeah, him, kicks him, kicks him. Yeah. Just kicks him in the side and just keeps kicking him when he goes down. Yeah. And then Derek kind of walks off to like cool down. He takes a half shirt, his shirt off bath. And uh, Derek and Styles have a little bit of a little moment. A little bit of a little bit of steam happening in that cold ass water. Just I can just imagine like Tyler Hecklin with water dripping down him and it's yeah. cold, so his nipples are pebbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so hot. Um, and then more hunters come looking for Gerard. And there's like a fight. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing something. Cora and Styles get back to the car. Uh-huh. And then everybody's all right at the end, right? Derek comes. They have like an embrace. They I'm miss- st- am I missing something? They stuff Gerard into the back seat and oh, yeah. drive off. And the wolves are running beside the car because not everybody can fit into the car. We discussed this, the we whole dis- clown car. We did have, yeah, we did have a discussion about, I, I would have put his ass in the trunk, but yeah, whatever. They wanted to run. <laughs> I'm sure they've been in that mine for a little bit, right? To be cautious because they're like moon lusted and like unsafe. So yeah, maybe this is their chance to like wolf out for a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready for, we're on to a new chapter. Yeah. Yeah. We're on to a new chapter. Let's do it. This chapter is chapter eight, symbiosis. The hunters had long since ransacked what had been Cora's and the others did, but they were all too exhausted to go much further to find sanctuary. Still the instinct to put distant distance between themselves and the battlefield was strong in all of them werewolf and human and it would be stupid to camp at a known den just in case there were any hunters left the last of their strength drew them to an old motel that apparently cora and the others had passed through not long ago styles and derek shared around some of their food and water supplies while they worked through the abandoned site in a search for anything of value. There were vending machines with plenty of water, at least, that still smelled okay, and some snacks that Isaac and Cora were sorting through, seeing what was good. Like Styles and Derek, the pack seemed to automatically keep their hoard together in case they needed a quick giveaway. Quick giveaway. Quick getaway. <laughs> It was a natural survival instinct, he supposed. They'd all managed to live this long, after all. All of them were quiet, from exhaustion, from shock. Even Styles didn't talk much, not even to himself as he dragged the clean, unused 
sleeping bags from one of the abandoned rooms. Apparently, they'd belonged to some hikers that had gotten lost somewhere beyond their room because their things were untouched and incredibly useful. As Stiles packed the pocket knife and dynamo torch he found, he pondered his old life, where, had, where it had felt wrong to steal from the dead, from anyone. Wondered what parts of himself he'd lost that would have made him a better person. He thought of Gerard, bound and bruised, a little bloody from the explosion from his hunters, and how Derek was working over him even then to keep his wounds clean and bandaged. How Styles wished their captive was dead. Then he thought of the way Derek's lips had brushed his and how he'd felt like the best person alive. That had to count for something. Where's Boyd? He asked as he walked back into the room. They decided to all bed down in the largest family room available and Derek had tied Gerard up in the bathtub but left the room open so they wouldn't have to look at him at least. Eric was making beds up on the floor with the sleeping bag Styles had found when Styles had returned, and she looked at him curiously before answering. Oh, I haven't done an Erica voice. Oh, no. Uh, Whatever comes naturally to you. <laughs> he said he was going to try and get the generator going. His dad used to work in a place like this when he was a kid, so he's a dab hand with that sort of stuff. How is that? That's good. I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Styles nodded. Just a few months ago, he might have thought it bizarre that after such an event, they'd allow themselves to be separated. But then he remembered werewolf senses and thought they could probably hear Boyd from where they stood. I'll go see if he needs any help. I've got some experience with those things myself. Styles had been in enough of these places to guess that the generator was in the same area behind the reception to reduce noise level, pollution, and safety risk, safety risk from the actual guest rooms. Sure enough, he found Boyd cursing under his breath as he worked over the machinery. He made a ferocious sight all muscle and strength and growling curses. And yet when he turned to look at Styles, his eyes were warm and Styles could see the tentative, tentative kin, kinship there. He, it made his stomach unclench a little. These were Derek's pack now. Styles had watched them solidify the bond right before his eyes. These were Derek's pack, yes. But maybe they could be his too. Can I help? The good thing about Boyd, Boyd doesn't talk much. Oh, thankful <laughs> for you, Boyd. <laughs> Johnny's so very thankful. <laughs> Boyd nodded and Styles came closer, assured by the silence acceptance that he wasn't stepping on Boyd's toes or pride or any unspoken werewolf pack politics. He and Derek had talked endlessly about werewolves and humans alike, but it felt different with a new pack around them with others to consider and styles at some point had just become bad with people or at least worse than he'd been originally at least the silence he and boys worked in comfortable companionable rather than awkward it was not if not as comfortable as the ones he shared with Derek is there enough fuel 
Styles asked with a frown after checking the usual problem errors. Yeah. Nope, 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 no. Nope. Now I have to come up with a Boyd voice. <laughs> yeah, more than enough. Sure. Give us a few hot showers. Boyd answered, visibly irritated by the lack of progress. He stepped stepped back from the control panel in defeat and Styles could practically sense his bones yearning for a promised hot shower. The wolf dragged his fingers through his dark hair that obviously was longer was longer than he felt comfortable with. <laughs> Styles glanced at him briefly before studying the control panel with worn buttons. It was an older model to start with, but the size of the buttons gave it away. There are some hair clippers in the room. If we can get this going, I could buzz your hair for you, you know, if that would make you more comfy. Boyd froze. Is that obvious, huh? Styles shrugged. And the same, I, ha I had the same restlessness, too, until Derek cut mine for me. You just feel more like yourself, right? And I guess a little less like a wild man when you're groomed and stuff. I think personal care is more important for wolves, though, right? I mean, you're hyper aware of every little thing. His casual respectfulness awareness, but lack of accusation in their differences seemed to have the same effect on Boyd as it had on Derek. An initial surprise followed by wonder. Feeling awkward at the attention, Styles turned back to the panel and pressed a few buttons. When nothing happened, he shifted down the side of the large generator to the engine and tried to remember how he'd gotten the old heap at the radio tower working. He chewed on his lip, then released an al alternately few times before reaching for the wrench. Hey, Boyd said warningly. Hey, hey, do you know what you're doing? You could really hurt yourself. He spoke quicker and cl the closer Styles moved to the engine and circled the bulky body of the generator as Styles leaned up toward it. You could get yourself killed, Boyd cried out, just as Styles shoved the wrench into the side panel and pulled off the protective casing. He moved without thinking, stared at the exposed engine just as Boyd reached for him, and Styles went with his gut, using the wrench to twist the mechanism that had seized with time. He ran his fingers along edges of some of the moving parts, watching as rust came away, as if it were nothing more than fine dust. He could feel Boyd's eyes on him, but didn't dare stop, because he had no idea what he was doing. And if he thought about it too hard, he, he thought the spark, whatever it was, might stop working. This was the one thing he might be able to do with his pack to make them realize he wasn't a spare part. He braced his hands against the body of the metalwork for a moment, head bows, lips sore as he worried about it. As his mind raced, he swallowed a hot, fevered feeling like panic in his belly as he just willed it to work. Please, just work. His arm throbbed, his bones ached from exhaustion, but his determination burned bright and fierce as he rubbed his fingertips along the a few more edges, checking the fuel one more time before returning to the control panel. A low, rumbling purr of the generator roaring to life made him jump in surprise. There was a grinding sound, 
Then the sharp smell of fuel filled him with relief as he staggered back, staring in wonder at the beast of a machine from Boyd's side. He grinned with a little disbelieving laugh and clapped Boyd on the shoulder. You see, just needed a little Stalinsky persuasion. <laughs> he said as casually as he could manage, even as he felt giddy with the smell of fuel, success, and usefulness. It's like a little bit of Stalinsky like luck. <laughs> He's yeah. like, please work, please work. I'm begging you, please there work. There was a part in the, there was a part in the, the show where his jeep jeep wouldn't start and he's like banging his head on the steering wheel i was like please work please work and he turned the keys again and the jeep roared to life <laughs> so like i know we probably talked about this many many chapters ago right like yeah. about his like spark thing that he has that was never really explained in the show is it stuff like that like something dies and his jeep comes back to life or like was that like a common theme in the show? Not really. It just really. happens like one or two times. But it's still funny whenever it does. Because yeah. that Jeep is held together by duct tape. Well, or zip ties. <laughs> like there was one episode where like the he's fix he's trying to fix it and like a part comes off. And Lydia's like, is that important? He's like, I have no idea. It hands it to her. And then he reaches for the duct tape and the roll of duct tape is completely diminished. <laughs> That's funny. So that, I love that Jeep though. I want that Jeep. Yeah, I would drive that Jeep until it was like crumbling. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it's doing under styles. It's yeah. crumbling. But it was his mom's Jeep. Aww. So it's like sentimental to him. Sweet. Yeah. Because as we know, Mrs. Stalinsky passed away when Styles is eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I worked with these things for years. You give it one try and it works, Boyd said, in a tone that was not accusing, just carefully <laughs> contemplative, if a little confused. He studied Styles for a moment, his mouth open, no doubt in question, before falling shut again, without comment, at his, as his gaze turned to the side. Styles whirled to face the door. They'd step through only to find Derek approaching, studying the generator with a pleased smile. Maybe use the shower in the room next to ours once the water has heated. Since I just tied Argent up in the tub. Boyd nodded. We'll need to con be conservative with it. There's no telling how long it'll last. Derek's gaze drifted to Styles, then the generator, then back in. It should be fine, as long as we need it. Do you want to go and tell the others the good news? Hesitantly, hesitating briefly, Boyd gave Styles a little nod before heading inside, leaving Styles and Derek in a charged silence. Styles swore Derek's gaze roved with, roved the place where his teeth had worried his lip. As he worked and he straightened up self-consciously. Derek moved toward him, drawn to him as if he were magnetized. Yet Styles could see him visibly considering him. It was all he wanted to make sure they still fit together the same way after all that had happened. Styles shuddered, but not in fear or pain, 
when strong fingers wrapped around his wrist and drew his arms out so that Derek could better inspect the gash across his skin that Styles had been careful to ignore until then. You've been hiding how hurt and tired you are, Derek said, brown eyes drawn together in a frown as he tugged the little slice in the fabric of Styles' sleeve aside to get a better look at the wound. Styles winced and Derek froze before continuing more gently with his inspection. There was a nice, cozy, dark brown jacker. Jack. Jacker. Jacker. Let's try that again. Okay. There was a nice, cozy, dark brown jacket in the hiker stuff that will fit. Oh, no, that's Styles. Damn it. <laughs> All that, and I was the same. Okay. Okay. There was a there was a nice cozy dark brown jacket in the hiker's stuff that will fit me. I'll miss the hoodie though. We've been through stuff, you know. Derek didn't look up at him, only inspected his bruised bruised shoulder by tugging his shirt aside a little in a distinctive protective display that obliterated personal space. Yet Styles didn't flinch because the barrier between them, the hesitation between touches, had grown smaller and smaller the more time they spent together to the point where waiting for Styles to finish checking his well-being just felt like second nature. What did give Styles pause was the uncertain concern, concerned look Derek gave him as he slowly released him. Is it because of the pack? Derek asked carefully as he was considering the weight of the word. Styles winced. He'd forgotten how wonderful and infuriating it could be to be known so well by someone. Derek knew him. There was no hiding. That's it, isn't it? Derek sounded confident now. You're worried about keeping up with them or holding them back or something. Am I right? With a flinch at the accuracy of that accusation, Styles dragged his hand over the back of his neck, remembering the same issue they'd had when they'd first set out together of him keeping up with Derek, about holding Derek back. He remembered the look in those green eyes back then and how they'd pinned him to the spot for the ridiculousness of the idea that Styles might be some cumbersome iron in his ankle dragging him down it's not because of their their pack styles managed at last because being honest with derek just came naturally had done since near enough day one not really just it's people you know it's a lot more people than i'm used to and i don't know if i remember how to talk to people or how to be a people you and me we work well together we're like synergy or something but there's more than just us to consider now. And they're, well, you're their alpha now, right? They're yours. Derek lifted his chin just a little, eyes filled with visible surprise. His lips just slightly parted with speechlessness. His gay search styles, his gay, <laughs> his gay, his gay. His gaze searched Styles thoroughly in his silence, and he stepped forward, hesitating in the odd limbo between the meeting of their lips earlier and now. 
where they could finally find out what it meant. Styles reached for the moment, locked away safely from the dangers they'd faced and remembered, felt his lips tingles as if they just happened. Derek's eyes traced his mouth as if he were remembering too. And Styles tried to imagine what would have been what they might have done had the moment been allowed to continue. Derek clasped his shoulder, cupped his neck affectionately with all the casual intimacy they'd built with time and so much more. Then he hauled him close. They collided with a tender yet clumsy, urgent embrace, arms holding each other fiercely, and Derek's nose pressed into the soft of his neck. Arms holding each other? (laughs) (laughs) They're touching, they're touching. Guys, they're touching. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to smash their faces together. <laughs> just wait until you wait until you hear the next line. Hit me with it. <laughs> I'm yours too, Derek asked into Derek's shoulder, feeling foolish for his choice of words. He felt Derek smile against his neck and the peak of his jaw. You're, you're my human alpha. He mused, echoing words Styles had offered in jest long ago. So happy. <laughs> you see, you look like super happy. Elated. A laugh startled out of him and Styles felt something in him throb at the realization, I know what's throbbing, that additional pattern. Yes, throbbing. <laughs> He and Derek were still together in this. They were still a team, yet more than that now feel of Derek at his neck, his closeness, his promise. Styles drew back just enough to twist and bring their mouths together with a gentle bump. So gentle, yet so out of practice and all the sweeter for it. After a drought of kindness, Styles felt like he was shaking with the intensity of such a chase touch. It is like really chase right now. With both of his hands cupping Styles' jaw now, Derek nuzzled, nudged at his lips and chin to tilt him so he could get in close, and Styles melted, so greedy for it, yet so tired. In the end, after kneading their lips together for a few blessed moments, Styles leaned his forehead to Derek's and excelled. Oh my God, if I hadn't run like 20,000 miles tonight, today, whatever. I would jump your bones where you stand. He was blunt. If tired words dragged a bark of laughter from Derek, that sounded better than anything he'd ever heard of before. I hear a teacup. You hear her? (laughs) She's like on the other side of the door telling me she put her t-shirt on by herself. Oh, I'm so proud of her. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't the first time I know she's just very proud of it tonight. <laughs> it turned out that Isaac was something of a connoisseur in the kitchen, and the hot meal he managed to build from the questionable canned goods were quite tasty. When they all when they'd eaten their fill, Derek scooped the leftovers into a bowl and rose to his feet, his hand lingering on Styles' shoulder in absent minded affection. I'm going to give our prisoner. Oh no. I'm going to give this to our prisoner. 
and then do a scan of the perimeter, he said before departing their company. Dra Styles dragged out the cards he and Derek had long worn in thin now, and the gains that commenced brought out the fire in Derek's tired pack, if nothing else. Erica cheated like nothing Styles had ever seen before, and Isaac knew almost every game there was, even some Styles didn't know. When Derek still hadn't returned and Styles just caught himself dozing off, where he sat upright, he realized he was surrounded by four warm, furry bodies on the makeshift oversized bed of mattresses, sleeping bags, and blankets. They each had their, their showers in Derek's absence, and now there were four large wolves curled up around him, core awake and watching, but the others half asleep, if not all the way already. Styles met her gaze, sensing her calm and therefore knowing that Derek was all right. So somehow knowing that anyway, whether that was the spark or just Derek, he didn't know. She seemed to stare as if waiting for him to rise and Styles smiled sheepishly as he realized how obvious he was, how closely woven together he and Derek were now. Half-heartedly, he extracted himself from the tangle of warm bodies, the pack bed, and climbed toward the door. The feeling guided him, the awareness, that familiar sense of direction that was so much more than that. He used to joke that he could spin his dad around 50 times and set him off with a shove, and he'd still be able to direct himself to any part of the city. It was almost like that with the knowledge of where Derek was without needing to hear or see him. He found him in the inn suite, a good few rooms away from where the pack were gathered. He hesitated on the threshold, considering knocking, but decided against it before he stepped in. The room inside was small but cozy. He frowned when he saw the simple double bed had been turned down with familiar sheets, and the bathroom door, so close thanks to the diminutive space, stood ajar. A warm steam curled into the room like tendrils, like wispy, steamy fingers beckoning him to look. He couldn't help but comply. Derek stood, a f stood facing away from him in the shower bath, lathering himself even though there was no doubt he knew Styles was there. <sighs> Soapy, dark water sluiced. sluiced down between his shoulder blades along the taut muscle of his back and down to the dip above his cheeks. <laughs> Styles jerked when Derek turned to wash the suds away, locking eyes with him. Styles felt his face burn at being caught, but didn't look away. Suddenly, he wasn't quite so tired anymore, both because of his embarrassed excitement and because Derek was clearly washing old blood from his body. His gloriously toned powerful body and it was a startling sight oh sorry i wouldn't find that sexy like oh you're washing old blood <laughs> yeah but the way you I like the washing part and the bubbles and the naked i could just like envision like mm -hmm. the soap like mm -hmm. flowing down his back and into his butt crack <laughs> his padded butt <laughs> i uh i didn't even know you were injured he managed, with more eagerness to keep talking and drawing attention away from his flushed expression than concern, since he could see very clearly for himself that Derek was unscathed now. One of those exploding arrows 
went off pretty close to me. It's why it took so long to catch up. And why Gerard had been pretty worse for wear, Style suppose. He'd been quiet in his captivity due to pain. Most likely, he'd look, he looked in pretty bad shape. You scared the shit out of me, you know. Style breathed from remembering fear running through his erratic thoughts and also the fact that he was staring into a very naked Derek's eyes, a veil of steam filling the room. He licked his lips nervously and watched as Derek's gaze followed the motion unmistakably. Aren't you worried about being apart from the pack after everything? Derek ran his fingers through his wet hair as Styles watched, like a man utterly at home in his own skin, casual rather than displaying. We're connected now. They accepted me as their alpha. They opened the gateway that connects us to each other. He scrunched his eyes shut against the sting of the water as he explained, rinsing the last of the clinging suds before shutting off the faucet and dragging a hand over his face to clear it of the water entirely. It was so simple and domestic and utterly normal, and yet Styles felt his chest clinch at the sight of it, and how impossibly adorable and strong this man was all at once. Unbidden, his legs moved, and in almost slow motion, he grabbed the towel around Derek had laid out for himself at the side, familiar from their sparse luggage. His long fingers wrapped around the fabric as if he might be able to derive confidence from the coarse fibers. Le leisurely, Styles approached him until he could was standing up on the damp towel just outside the tub. His breath, breath skipped in nervousness. We can sense each other anywhere now, within a hundred miles, maybe more. Styles, Derek added, his voice dropping an octave as he turned fully to face him. Shining droplets of water splashed across his cheekbones, trickling along the defined ridge of his nose. They clung to his collarbones and the defined muscle of his chest right before Styles' eyes. It wasn't like, I really, really need to get laid. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't like a desire for sex, although the sight of Derek awoke something in him he thought had died a long time ago. It was the need to get close, to feel that this connection that had blossomed between them, to be able to touch it and lose himself in it even as it terrified him with its intensity. It's like that for me too, with you, I mean, he murmured huskily. He realized that for a few moments now, it had ceased to matter how naked and beautiful Derek was because all he could see was the softness of Derek's expression. Open and bare in a way, it was only for him. Vulnerable, yet so welcoming. Styles had somehow lost his ability to read people, to understand social cues or responses, but in that moment he was filled with confidence that was bigger than him, just with Derek. He reached out, dabbing Derek's cheek, then his neck, thin shoulders with a towel. With careful delicacy, in spite of the inherent strength in Derek's body, it didn't matter because durability did not negate worth or feeling. Styles had seen him break apart when he found his sister again. He wanted nothing more than to protect him 
from that kind of heartache, whether he was the human and Derek was the apex predator or not. So besides, he supposed the bone men were on the top of the food chain now. It's like Derek... It's like Styles' voice felt too thick for his throat as he gently dried Derek's skin, watching little goosebumps rise along in the room, warmed only by the steam and the little heater in the main sleeping area that they'd have to turn off soon just in case. It's like being able to find your nose when your fingertips with your fingertips with your eyes closed. He concluded his words punctuated by Derek's palm covering his hands, tall and all, and gently pinning them to his chest. I'm just envisioning all of this. All I see, so I have a massive crush on Derek, I think, now, with his eyes, and all I could see is his eyes, and in, uh, he has a beard in this one, right, with, like, gray flecks? Yeah. 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 I... I see all Have of it. Have you seen pictures of Tyler Hecklin with a beard? Mm-hmm. Oh, whew. he's just, uh, he's handsome. He's a handsome man and he's my age. <laughs> right now on the story, it's just, it's so intimate. Like they, they haven't even had sex, but Styles is drying off Derek little by little. <sighs> I just love it so much. It's getting a steamy. I know. And it's getting, getting hot yes. the room is nice and steamy the room is nice and steamy something else is getting <laughs> i'm tired that i did that i'm gonna edit that one that joke died yeah i got nothing Styles's insides jolted at the contact his breath skittered out of him in a ragged rush Green eyes that were also gray and brown looked right into him as Derek anchored Styles' hands to him. Without releasing that connection, Derek stepped out of the tub. It felt ridiculous, but standing there in a drafty bathroom that smelled slightly of mildew and neglect, carefully drying Derek's skin felt incredibly intimate, more intimate than some of the dirtiest fantasies Styles' lonely mind had ever concocted. I feel like I didn't pronounce that word correctly. Concocted. 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 Mm-hmm. Concocted. <laughs> There's my joke. I'm sticking with it. Got it. <laughs> I'm wondering Girl, how my... many times he like just jerked one off while he was alone in the tower. I'm just that's where my mind went. <laughs> and his um did I send it to you? What? The quote today, well, it must have been Katie, about, and I did that twice today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> Finn stalks us and says, you want to just jerk off here? He's like, oh, I've already did that twice today. I've already done that twice today. Oh, Styles. <laughs> the only thing that stuck with me from season one. <laughs> I did that today already. Twice. Twice. (laughs) Um, (sighs) All right. (laughs) Perhaps the power of such a simple act was further embellished by that loneliness. All he knew for certain was that Derek's free hand caressed his fingers. Their eyes still locked as they moved 
up to brush against Styles's scarred jaw. I there were there they caressed the deep marred flesh of his cheekbone and above his eyebrow with almost reverence, with as much appreciation for them as the rest of Styles. All he knew was that in that moment he remembered what kindness was, what gentleness was after years of harsh emptiness. He realized how lonely he had been even before the world ended and that he wasn't lonely anymore. Derek's thumb caressed the deepest scar at Styles' chin once more just before the accompanying fingers curled behind the neck to draw him out, draw him in. Their lips met with the sl same slow, gentle question as they had the first time before deepening into something stronger, deeper like a reflection dancing in deep water, meaning mingling with the other flickering lights to form one indecipherable image that, that didn't matter because it was stunning for all its mystery. It all felt like so much. Derek excelled unsteadily between kisses taking shaky little gasps of breath while Styles shuddered against him and held on tight. The towel falling to the ground, forgotten. Did you lure me out here to get me alone? Styles, Styles muttered against ardent, so soft lips and grating stubble. Yes. Derek was unashamed in welcoming Styles to be the same as they stumbled the few steps into the bedroom without breaking apart. The heater had timed out, so while it was warm enough that he didn't freeze, it was still cool enough that he wondered at how hot Derek's skin felt under his roaming hands. The room still smelled a little musty, a little damp, but his senses were full of Derek. The stubbly kisses trailed to the corner of his mouth down to the scars Derek had traced with his thumb. All the while, Derek cradled his throat as if it were the most precious thing in the world. Tired, Derek whispered against his skin, up over his cheekbone and his scarred brow. Styles ducked his head to press his nose into the clean, warm hollow of Derek's throat and inhaled, inhaled dazedly. A bit. His hands had been pinned between their chests, slid over Derek's shoulders to grip at the hair at the back of his neck. Still want you. <clears throat> Derek agreed nonsensically. That's not a word. Derek agreed nons nonsensically, nosing at his hairline. I'm going to go with that. That's, it's probably a British word. <laughs> you smell like me like pack. His words were quiet and husky, as if he hadn't meant to say them aloud, but Styles knew what they meant to him. Slowly, Derek moved around him in the narrow space between the end of the bed and the door, his fingers dragging across Styles's neck, his chest, his shoulders as he did so, also gently, like the caress of a feather through his clothing. Styles felt his lower body, body tighten when Derek pressed in behind him, nuzzling as, at his nape as if that was where the best scent was and he was starved for it. Man, 
I'm so glad I showered, Styles whispered deliriously, closing his eyes against the little tendrils of heat curling around his body. He felt Derek's chuff of amusement against his skin, punctuated by a tiny kiss that Styles turned to steal from his lips. That earned him a little growl that he lapped at with his tongue. Derek urged his chin up, his mouth open a little more to taste him deeper, and Styles reached for his belt at the same time as Derek pulled his shirt up and off. It was like a frantic scramble to rejoin their mouths in between removing items of clothing. Styles fumbled as he kicked off his jeans, boxers, shoes, and socks all from his ankles, and when Derek steadied him, he bore into a, into the closed door. Styles gasped as the cold wood against his newly bared flesh. The slow burn between them was searing feverishly hot now all-consuming and unstoppable. Styles was so tired but so desperate for this man that he just wanted to fall limp under his touch and let Derek's heat set him all right in ways he'd never been before. You okay? Derek asked raggedly against his jaw again, stubbly, stubble grating, sensitizing Styles' flesh. Styles nodded almost drunkenly because there would be time for teasing and taking turns and driving each other into madness. Right then, he just wanted to surrender to the fantasy he chased for so long of trusting someone enough to just fall apart under their hands while the end of the world raged outside. Derek tugged him to back to the bed and they landed in a clumsy tangle of limbs. Kissing leisurely now, tired but dissatisfied, and wrapping around each other in sensual embrace before com more complete than any other styles had even dreamed of. It was so much more than a clumsy fuck against the wall or shower or the forest floor. It felt like everything. It was the need to anchor themselves in each other, to feel tangible proof of their connection before the next streak of chaos to tear into their lives. Derek had one arm around him, palms blade out between his shoulder blades to hold him close and caress his fluttering heartbeat from behind while his free hand smoothed Styles' hair back from his forehead in a simultaneously tender and assessing gesture. Derek's eyes roved his face as if checking he truly was with him in this, and when Styles met his gaze, it was sparkling, dazzling green. Styles had noticed when he walked in that the bed had been made with the blanket they'd had in the Camaro, if a little hastily. But what he hadn't realized until they lay colliding together on it was that Derek had done it hoping Styles would follow him. He'd made the room almost warm, and he made a nest here on the two small bed, a den for his mate that they were now claiming together. Oh, so sweet. He set up a bedroom for their first time together. And his sister, I think his sister was in on it because Cora at the beginning was like, yeah, go. I'm like, it's all right, go. <laughs> she was like staring at him like, well, are you going to go? <laughs> right, like, do you need a more of an invitation? With limbs wrapped around each other, they undulated together. 
Styles' arms under Derek's body and gripping his shoulders, brushing his throat and jaw as best he could with his arms under Derek's weight. Their the fingers Derek had brushed through his hair smoothed over his head and down. They teased and mapped the tauntling muscles of Styles' shoulders and back, stroking tentatively down over his hips to help urge their hips together in a slow, lazy, delicious rhythm. Their foreheads pressed together like the rest of them so that they were touching from top to toe. Each time they gasped between tired but urgent kisses, they could see only each other's eyes with no room for anything else. It was perfect. Styles felt Derek's hardness between their bellies, felt his own grinding into ho the hollow of Derek's groin. Mm -hmm. he, ex he exhaled roughly at the friction, frozen by the all-consuming pleasure pulsing through his exhausted limbs before managing to wiggle one arm out from under Derek's shoulder where they had been wrapped around him. Just enough to split his spit, just enough to spit into his palm and guide the shaft of his aching erection against Derek's. He'd done it in instinctively without insecurity or pause, but when his fingers closed around both their cocks and Derek let out a guttural sound of ecstasy, he met Derek's gaze, shining like molten glass, half-lidded and fixed only on him. It occurred to him that just as he had long forgotten kindness of warmth, Derek had too. They'd, hadn't they both said they had never had a deep connect, connection? In all those quiet conversations in the radio tower and on the road, they hadn't, hadn't they come to know each other enough for Styles to realize how overwhelming this must feel for Derek too? He let out a shuddering breath at the thought and dove down to seal a kiss from Derek's lips. The hand Derek had on his hips urged them into pressing their cocks together, squeezing awkward and right between their stomachs, and the only just wet enough for grass of Styles' fist. Styles felt he'd flood him, felt his synapses burst with pleasure in his brain, in his groin, deep down at the hard velvet weight of Derek under his fingers squeezed tightly together with his own cock. He felt the foreign tug of foreign skin against his own naked tip. Felt the way Derek jerked as he pressed down just right with his thumb to fuck his erection into the magic spot just beneath Derek's head. Sensitive, he breathed out into Derek's parted lips, filling his own skin bead with sweat as Derek nodded. The grip on his hip tightened. The one resting between his shoulder blades pulled him into possible to impossibly tight so that it almost hindered the running dance of their grinding bodies. It was like Derek wanted to get even closer and their skin was almost in the way. Styles wiggled his other free hand to cup Derek's stubble jaw. The weight of his hot palm just touching Derek's throat. Derek groaned at the contact, and immediately the hand on Styles' shoulder blade slid up, then hesitated, hovering at the juncture of his shoulder and neck. I want just... It feels... Styles' wrist ached at the awkward angle and the pleasure, but it felt too good to stop. The tight, sweaty squeeze, it, and Derek was starting to buck up in fren frenet frenetic little jerks exerting an urgent pressure on Styles' hip to help their tired bodies on and on. Derek looked desperate, as desperate as Styles felt and almost feral and wild-eyed. 
but in a way utterly different to the way he ripped men apart in front of Styles when they tried to ambush them in the house. It was more startling than ever how powerful Derek was and yet how soft he longed to be. Could have been if the world was different. Was with Styles, just Styles. Derek turned his head slightly to press his throat into Styles's hand. Didn't start ar- stop arching up or pulling Styles down into them. He caught hey. the path. How are they standing? So they're like kind of rubbing together, right? They're laying on the bed, frothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sorry, porn term. No, no, no. Yeah, like they're like rubbing, right? Essentially rubbing against each other. Okay, but like, all right, I'm good. Basically, they're humping their cocks together. No, no, no. That's, I I get it. (laughs) I just, a little. And they're basically humping each other. Understood. But then Styles' hand is on Styles' hand like is, is okay, one hand is around Sty- Derek's throat. Lovingly, not chokingly. <laughs> he could be. They could be into that. Anyway. And the other hand no is joking. wrapped around both their cocks. Got it. Okay. Jerking them both off as they hump each other. And it's pretty talented with Styles. I'm also picturing Derek as huge. So I'm just horny. So my God, it's been too long. I won't complain. I'm married. Huh? You're married. Yeah. But I won't complain. I'm married. Yeah. He caught the pad of Styles' thumb between his teeth just briefly before sucking it almost apologetically for his animal urges. Styles' stomach tightened so hard it hurt. Yeah, Styles managed roughly. Take it. Trust you. Come on, give it up for me. He pressed more firmly into Derek's throat, just enough to let, let him feel the heat because he wanted Derek to show him everything, to hold nothing back, and to know, oh, to know Styles wasn't afraid of any part of him. This was some werewolf kink or desire or bone deep need, and Styles was hot for it because it was all part of Derek. And he wanted all of him. Derek's hesitating fingers at his shoulders slid up to smooth his hair back from his sweaty forehead in wonder, tossing it, gripping slightly before sliding back down to let his knuckles trace the taunt tendons of Styles' throat. Styles' pulse jumped in desperation. The fingers on his hip dipped over the globe of his ass, circling his tailbone that Styles had never realized was so sensitive to the point of searing heat, and they then they dipped, hooking into hot, the hot valley between his cheeks and pressing there to hold his hips together. Styles groaned deep in his throat, nuzzling, nuzzling dazedly at Derek's ear as he tugged his abused wrist free. He just fucked down frenziedly in the hard throb of Derek's cock, chasing the liquid eruption in his own groin till every muscle and tendon in his body screamed tight, hot, urgent, and so tired, but so hungry. Oh, so hungry. Derek's fingers <laughs> mimicked his on his throat. <laughs> I'm not thinking of like when they get to the dirty parts in Denton Time, how Cat just giggles. Mm-hmm. Because I'm giggling now and I don't mean to. 
Derek's fingers mimicked his on his throat, holding him so gently in spite of the way they frotted together in messy, frenetic thrusts. And Styles let out a dirty, a little dry sob as his cock caught right against between their running bodies and he spilled himself between the tight clasp of their bellies. He made a pain guttural sound as Derek squeezed a hand between them. Strong fingers pumping them hard, fast, desperate now. His cock was so sensitive and his belly shuddering with it as he kept coming and coming, milk dry by Derek's effort to find his own end. He was too tired to move even if he wanted to, but his hips were jerking without his permission, his chest heaving as, and Derek's other hand still gently cradling his throat as lovingly as he held his. Just when the sensitivity was too much, he felt Derek pulse against him, felt his fist squeeze almost too tight and relished, relished in the oversensitive burn, letting out a sharp gas as Derek arched and froze, stroking them both through his own release. Everything after that was all hot and too tingly and too sensitive. His cock was almost chafed from the friction. The air was cool against the sweat chilling on his skin. And Derek was so hot, their limbs so messy and sore. Styles was so bone tired, but so happy at the same time. Sated, safe. He winced as he stretched languidly, dropping sideways to curl against Derek's side drop not lay he sank into the blankets that they'd shared before but never like this and just floated he didn't move except to breathe even though they were sticky and he was just pretty sure the pack could hear them if they tried he must have dozed because he came back to himself with a little jerk a sudden burst of fear that he usually woke with simply as a survival instinct but Derek's arm curled tiredly about his waist in a shattered, soothing appeal to remain still. It's okay. Back on the lookout. We're safe, Derek mumbled without even opening his eyes, though he twisted slightly to curve around Styles in what appeared to be his last ounce of strength. It was a little claustrophobic with his face buried in the hollow of Derek's throat. Derek nosing sleepily, at his hairline, but it was also safety and warmth that eased his sore, tired body. You're obsessed with my hair, Styles muttered tiredly into Derek's skin, his own, his own eyes falling closed. He wriggled, wiggled arms flailing until they managed to grab a sheet and pull it over them. And my neck. There was a beat of silence, but Derek didn't tense against him, too tired, too content. Too trusting, just like Styles. Is where your scent is best. Derek admitted in bashful fatigue. Where your softest. Derek snorted, even in exhaustion. Even as exhaustion nipped at the edge of his vision, and he felt himself gradually overcome by it. Aren't I soft and all over compared to you? He teased. Derek gripped him a little tighter. You're the strongest person I ever met. And Finn. Oh, that was so good. We got some frotting. Yeah. Oh, and cuddling. 
Yeah. I love it. God, hyper little Nori. She's fucking good. She's good. Very good at what she does. I'm not surprised my mom's not over there blushing. I know no comments from the peanut gallery over there. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, that was so good. I'm so glad they connected. Yeah. Wait, wait. They Connect. haven't had intercourse, but they've had sex. No, yeah, absolutely. They've had some sort of intimacy and they've yeah. needed it after this long. Yeah. I mean, I really, I don't have much to say after this chapter. That was hot, steamy, so, so sweet, so intimate. We finally fucking made it. <laughs> you no longer have blue balls? No longer have blue balls. <laughs> okay, I, I don't want to bring it up again, but I'm going to bring it up again. Hyper Little Nori is like the fucking queen of teas. In her other story, I'm only like two chapters in, right? And she gets you to a point where they're like, are they? Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Done. They step away from each other or like something interrupts. Like the queen of getting you there, cutting you off. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming and listening to us. And you've made us so happy with reaching 500 listens. 500. Let's let's shoot for a thousand. Yeah. But you guys are awesome. You guys are so awesome. Thank you for listening. And um, come visit us on Facebook. We have a poll up right now. Let us know. I promised Johnny an orgy. And <laughs> I'm going to give them an orgy. So help me find so a good 30, story. 30. Help me find a good story. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Yep. See you next Chaotic Thursday, guys. Adios. Adios. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Hyper Little Noi for allowing us to read her masterpiece, Radio Tower, and to our listeners who welcome us into their homes every week. We love any reviews, downloads, subscriptions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday.